Okay. Now I say sometimes you walk past the gold mine and you just don't have. You push it, walk past the gold mine. It's right there, all the gold, all the money, everything you need for the rest of your life. And there is no knowledge that goes to your head. You have no idea that it's even walking past. Sometimes you enter a time that is so incredibly packed with Kedusha and opportunity and we don't even have it. There is no greater example than that of Purim. Yom HaPurim itself is the day of the most greatest opportunity but yet you're walking past a gold mine and we just don't even have. There's a famous Ramban. The Ramban says the more destroyed something is the more Kedusha it has within it. The example being the Beis HaMikdash. It's destroyed. We don't have it, unfortunately. Maybe Beis HaShem later today we'll get it. Oh, but until right now, we don't have it. All destructive something is, the more Kedusha there is. Therefore, Purim is a day which is a little bit of a destroyed day, unfortunately. It's a day that we're busy, often with mitzvahs, but with other things also. We're busy, we're running, we're doing. It's a day of lost opportunity. It's destroyed. And therefore, says the Ramban, that shows the Kedusha, the potential. What we can gain, what we can get out of a Purim, is something we cannot get out of any other day of the year. So I want to spend a few moments before we discuss the halachas, and we've got a lot of halachas to discuss, to understand a little bit about Purim. Two major questions that I have. Question number one, Rabbi Isai. The Gemara tells us in Megillah, That means... However geschmack that Rashba is, however geschmack that Rashba is, close it and go listen to the Megillah. Right? Because it's a mitzvah. Don't you have to do that for every mitzvah? Why doesn't it say Mavatlan Talmud Torah to go and shake a lulav, which is a daraisa? Mavatlan Talmud Torah to go and eat matzah. Every mitzvah requires bittel Torah in some form, if you want to call it that, which it's not, obviously, because the Gemara in Kedushan tells us that Talmud made it a maisa. The reason we're learning is in order to do, that's Kabbalic. So I have to close the Gemara sometimes to do many mitzvahs. I have to daven. I have to, you know, I have to do many of the things I have to do. I have to have a seder night. I have to, many things I need to do. To, why over here does it say specifically, we don't find this anywhere else that I know of, the Vatlin Talmud Torah to do a mitzvah. We find Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Pesach, there are some, some similar, but not like this. What's so choshub about the Megillah that Chazal have to tell us? Stop learning! However kishmak it is, make sure you listen to the Megillah. Question number one. Question number two. The Indian of getting drunk. Now, we're going to have to discuss this by Richas. We're going to go through some of the Shittas HaPoyskim. And, you know, this is amazing because many times people look for colors. People like looking for colors. What, what can you do? That's, that's, the, that's what we you know. People like looking for colors. He ever wants to look for the Chomer. Give me the most machmeshita. I want to be Yaitza, all the shitas of getting drunk. I don't want to have any colors. Don't give me any rabbis that say, oh, to go to sleep. And that's good enough. I want every Chomer. What's Pshat? The Gemara Mishachim tells us that one of the people that the Rabbani Shem hates is someone that gets drunk. And yet, one of the mitzvahs hayoyim of Purim Purim day, on our Purim, that's Tesvav in Yerushalayim, by the way, just to, in case, we'll get to that, we'll talk about the halachas in a moment, Be'ez Hashem coming up, but I'll come on him, there's a mitzvah to get completely slammed, what does this mean, what type of religion is this? The Rabbani Shalom, the Gemara in Tzachim tells, tells us clearly, hates someone that gets drunk, but here, oh, you have to get completely plastered, 
that the Gemara only talks about it, which is a whole Shire Rabbi and Rabzei over there, the Marisha talks about Barichas, about whether or not we do Paskin, we don't Paskin. He killed him, he almost shechted him, he tries Hamasin, the Gemara that everybody knows. Right? The, the, the Amorim, they did this. They got slammed drunk. What does this mean? What does the Torah want from us? What does Chazal want from us? What is this all about? So that really is my Kasha Abayi side. Two questions that I want to try to get to in the small amount of time that we have. Obviously, we can go on and on and discuss it, but just for today, to give you a Hagdama into the Indian of the Heiliger Kadosh Hayoim of Purim. So, first of all, this from Hakadosh bring down the Mishnah in the beginning of Mesachtus Megillah, where the, where the Mishnah tells us like this The Megillah is allowed to be read. Nowadays, generally, it's Yudalit and Tesvav. But in the days of Chazal, Mishnah tells us clearly it can be read. On Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and also Yud Gimel, right? Uh, for certain people that needed to travel, they weren't in their regular homes, whatever it may be. I in the Gemara, they explains us when. But our component, the Mishnah tells us Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel. This is the Shloshi Shemek Bala. Just like before Kabbalah Satayra, you can't just rock up to Kabbalah Satayra. It doesn't work that way. You need three days before. You need three days to prepare yourself in order to be Makabal the Torah. It's the same thing with Purim. So the Swarim Akadoshim, you can't just rock up to a Purim. There's a three-day period before Purim of preparation. And that's represented by the Mishnah that says you can read Megillah on three days before. That's Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel. The Heiliger Chsam Soifa in Droshas. Look at this up. It's in Zayn Ada. The Droshas of Chsam Soifa and Zayn Ada. It says an amazing thing. Zut Chsam Soifa. Esther told everyone to fast for three days. Right, Zutlach Sam Soif, an amazing thing. Esther told Klalisol to fast for three days before she went into Achashveirosh. Why? Zutlach Sam Soif, it was like the three days before Matan Torah. To be Makabal the Torah, you had to fast, you had to get involved, you had to be ready. Zutlach Gemara, Shabbos Peiches, they were Makabal the Torah again by Purim. Right, they were Makabal the Torah. Therefore, some Sofa Esther told Klalisol to fast because they were reaping Makabal the Torah. Therefore, three days before Purim, a person can have to start preparing in order to Makabal the Torah. And this time it was Ba'ava. It was Basimcha. That's what it was. Like Moshe Rabbeinu told Klalisol to prepare, so to the same thing over here. And we know from all the Svarmakadoshim and Sivasharma, it's full of this as well, the Kadushas Levi, that when a person has a Yontav, a Yontav isn't just a commemoration of what happened. Right? That we don't hold that Pesach or Sukkot or Shvuas is a remembrance for something that happened thousands of years ago. That's not Pshat. Pshat and a Yontav is. It's look the Svarmakadoshim. That the actual or the light of that Yontav that happened then happens for us every single year that we have. And therefore every year on Purim, the or of the Kedusha of Purim, that they were Makabal the Torah, they were Makabal everything, comes back to us. I want to read to an Imam, unbelievable Mishra Purim, so listen to this. Just to give you an inkling into the idea of the Kedusha of Purim. Yom HaPurim, take advantage of it. Listen to this Mishra Purim, it's in Simon Tzadik Sikotun Chofches, in Norachayim, Chedekalaf. Mr. Burr brings like this. He brings a Chuvas Haradvaz. We're talking about davening on Purim. The Radvaz asks the following Kasha. What happens if a person's in a dungeon and he's stuck with nothing? He can't daven, he can't eat, he can't do anything. The king grants him one day, one day, that he's allowed to daven. Choose the day that you daven. He gets to choose. What happens now? Ask the Radvaz. Does he, number one, choose today? If the king asked him to choose, so... You have an opportunity to do it. Don't pass it up and say, I'll do it later on when it's more chashev. I want to do it now. That's the Radvaz's sophic number one. Do I take today? Or, listen to this, Rabbi Yisai. The Radvaz says this. 
Do I wait until Yom Kippur or Purim? Wow. Now, Yom Kippur, I understand. I want to wait in Yom Kippur. Slicha Mechila. I want to do... Ka- That's how I understand. Oh, but Purim? Mishra brings the Radvaz. They have a suffix whether or not you should say, I'm going to wait till Purim to Daven. If you're going to give me one opportunity to Daven, it should be Purim. That's the suffix of the Radvaz. I'm not going to go into now how we pass him. I'm Shom in the Mishra. Tzadi Chovches. But I'll call him. There's a Tzad in the Radvaz that the holiest day, the best day to Daven is on Yom Purim. And yet, what are people doing? Busy, running, doing. Rabbi Sait, filler. The Kedusha of Purim is unimaginable. It's unattainable any other day of the year. We have to learn to take opportunities. We walk past the gold mine. We have to learn to take advantage. So, I want to tell you, Amodika Maisa. I think I've said it before. Actually, I know I've said it before. But this represents exactly what Purim is. It represents the day of Purim. It represents everything that goes on during Purim. And it's Hoshim for us to realize what it's all about. And this story is with the Heiliger Badichiva, the Kedushas Levi. The Badichiva was staying in an inn once. And the innkeeper at the time, which was a normal thing in those days, was a complete Amaretz. He knew nothing about anything. And he's walking around the inn late at night just to make sure everyone's okay. You know, you've got drunk people all over the place. You've got people coming in late at night. So he walked around to make sure everything's good. And he hears an interesting sound from the Badichiva's room. Now he knows that this big rabbi came in. So he hears this noise from outside the door. And he starts to listen. What's this noise from this big rabbi, this holy rabbi's room? And he hears like a, like a crying. And he says, oh, this is terrible. What happened? What happened to this rabbi? Well, is everything okay? So he knocks on the door. And the Badichiva opens up. He starts tears and tears streaming down. He said, holy rabbi, what happened? Is everything okay? Can I help you with something? Who died? What situation are you going through? So the Rebbe said, come inside. There's something called Tikkun Chatzos. That we sit and we mourn the Beis HaMikdash. Now this innkeeper was a yid. Beis HaMikdash, what are you talking about? Tikkun Chatzos, I've never heard of any of these things before. So Badichiva slowly and patiently starts to explain to him that we used to have a Beis HaMikdash. And when we had the Beis HaMikdash, we had the Shechina, and the Urim Vatumim, and the Korbanus, and the Kapora for Klal Yisrael, and everything we had. And he painted the most beautiful picture of what it was like to live with the Beis HaMikdash. And then he said, but we lost the Beis HaMikdash. With our Averis, with the Sinas Chinam, with the Lashon Hora, with whatever it is that Chazal tell us in the Gemara Yuma that we lost the Beis Amigdosh, we don't have the Beis Amigdosh. And because of that, we don't have the Kahanim, we don't have the Avodah, we don't have the Urim Vatunim, we don't have the Korbanas. And he started explaining the situation of Klalisol in the way it is because we don't have the Beis Amigdosh. And his poor innkeeper started crying. He chapped, he chapped what was going on. He never heard any stuff in his life. This is the first time he was exposed to such things. He started Pasha crying. And he was crying such deep tears that he was crying in such a deep way that he pushed it. He was going crazy. He was crying and sobbing emotionally. That the Baditshiva saw that he was pushing and have a heart attack. She said, No, 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 you have to understand. We only lost the base Amigdash because Chazal tell us that if not for the Rabbanisham taking it out and ate some Babonim on stones and, 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 and sticks, the Rabbanisham would have had to Chasrashon take it out on Kladisham. So we lost the base Amigdash, although it was for our benefit. It was because we can improve, we can do tshuva. Ah, Kabbalik! So there they are, the Baditshuva and the innkeeper, in the room, in the middle of the night, and they suddenly get up to dance. They were crying their eyes that minute ago. Oh, they're getting up to dance, tears of simcha, because we don't have a base amigdash. It looked like a crazy sight. But the answer is, that's exactly what Purim is. What Purim is, 
is we're besimcha. We're besimcha from what we have to know the situation that we're besimcha in. Ayid was waiting online on the Toshi Rebbe's line. It was a huge line. And there was a poor man who was waiting for some money as it was the derech. You needed money, you go to the Rebbe. So there he is waiting in line to go and see the Toshi Rebbe to make some money. And he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting. And as he gets closer and closer, the Rebbe sees him. And the Rebbe sees in the corner of his eye this Yid. And the Rebbe knows what he's looking for. The Rebbe knows exactly what he wants. And he's thinking to himself, I have nothing to give him. I have nothing to give him. I, I'm, I'm cleaned out. I'm, I'm empty. I don't know, he's going to come here. He's going to ask me for money. Got nothing to give him. Ah, he had an idea. He saw right in the back of the line, this wealthy guy. Now, generally, when, when wealthy people came into the Rebbe, they came in with a pidgin. They came in with a certain amount of money. They asked on the Rebbe a bracha, and they gave away a good kvittle, and they got what they wanted. But they always put down money. So the Rebbe knew when this wealthy man comes in, he's going to go, and he's going to give money. So he's going to have money to give to the poor man. But he has to let him in first. So he tells the Gabba, tell that wealthy guy, come straight to the front. Right? So he comes straight to the front, tells him what he needs, puts down the money. This poor man was so upset. That chutzpah? Well, because I'm a poor guy, and he's a wealthy guy. Straight in, protects it like that. Chutzpah. He comes into the Rebbe. He starts screaming at the Rebbe. How can you do that to me? Mavazami. I've waited hours on the line. And because of you, because he's wealthy. And the Rebbe said, you don't understand. You don't see the whole picture. I needed to give you money. I wanted to give you something. In order to give you something, I needed to allow this rich man to come in in order to give you the money that you needed. The Megillah teaches us exactly this. Here, so it says the Kedushas Levi. The whole Megillah is one cheftzah of called the Ovid Rahman al-Tavovit. Oh, when you see something, it's not geschmack. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. Why this? Why that? Why him? Why that? No, no, no. Everything is good. Everything the Rabbani Shalom does is good. We don't understand it. We don't see it. Maybe we'll never understand it. Sometimes we do, but not every time. And the whole Megillah is basically going through that. And that's the Pshat Rabbi Sai. Mavatlin Talmud Torah Lishmoya Mikra Megillah means that yes, some other Talmud Torah Kineged Kulam Torah is the greatest thing that a person could do on planet Earth without a shadow of a doubt. Talmud Torah is the greatest thing that any person can ever do in this planet. However, Sometimes, like the Gemara in Zvachim also tells us, sometimes after Mavatl Torah, which is the Kim of Torah, Zuchazal, over here, when a person reads the Megillah, when a person understands the Megillah, when a person knows what he's going, what he's reading, what's going on, what transpired in those episodes, then he gets such a Gavaldiga Geshmak and realizing, no, I don't understand everything. I don't understand what goes on in the world. Sometimes it doesn't look like it's fair. And therefore, we look at the Megillah, we get a chizik, ah, everything that looked bad, Esther writing, Homon, and it goes all over the place. What's going on? Looks terrible. But we don't understand, like that man on the line. We don't understand that the Rabbanisha was doing everything for our good. And everything that happens in our lives is because the Rabbanisha wants to give us the greatest that we possibly can, but we don't understand it. And that's also the Pshat Adeloyada. Why does the Rabbanisha want us to get drunk? What's the Pshat? When a person's drunk, he has no das. He can't think straight. He can't make normal decisions. He can't even speak straight. What's the pshat? Pshat Rabbi says like this. The whole year we make cheshboinus. The whole year we live our lives with cheshboinus of this is happening because of this. This is happening because of that. 
one day a year, the Rabbeinu wants us to have no chishboinus. Just live with the Rabbeinu Shalolam. No chishboinus. No thinking about this. Oh, if I say this, he's going to be embarrassed. If I say this, then he's going to know. No, 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 just live, just go. Adela Yada, just drink and drink and drink. So you're just going with life and you're living with the Rabbeinu Shalolam. We're talking about someone that acts in the correct way when he's drunk. But in a person, in a, if a person acts in the correct way, he learns on Purim to live with the Rabbeinu Shalolam without any distractions, without all those things that during the year he lives with the chishboinus and calculation of how life works and what happens because of this and what happens because of that no everything happens because the Rabbi Nisham just go just go just go that's what Rabbi Nisham Biedemann brings down that when it comes to Purim we all know that you're not allowed to drink and drive you're not allowed to drink and drive it's also it's illegal it's also pialocha to drink and drive it's a terrible thing to do Oh, but that's what the Rabbanisha wants on Purim. Drink, but don't drive. Meaning, don't think you're in the driving seat. Don't think you know how to run your life. How to go in the way that you want it to go. Just drink and live with the Rabbanisha Laila. Live with that idea that the Megillah represents the greatest Ashkoha protest that we see so clearly, even though it's hidden in the world. Rabbi said, that's the Pshat, and those are the answers to the two questions we started with. Number one, because the chizik we get from listening to Megillah is unparalleled to anything you can get in the whole year. And number two, drink and get plastered in the right way, because you learn to live with the Rabbi Shalom without any calculations. And when we do that, Rabbi Sai, it won't be walking past the gold mine that we don't cut what Purim is. Like the Radvaz told us, we're going to take Purim of a day of Tfilah, a day of Kedusha, a day that we can get so much from it for ourselves, for our lives, and for our futures, and Be'ez HaShem will use the day that the Rebbein will give us Siyat HaZishmaya, and have a wonderful Kedusha, and have a wonderful day.